0: to another speedy first world solutions. That's right, we're still on that deadline and we're still going to fill that airtime with some sweet, sweet goof lines. And I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. Sorry, I really messed that up, guys. Let me try again. Sorry, I got (laughs) thrown off by where we were. This is all very new to me. I'm not usually on the left. You're more of a right podcast. I'm more of a right. Do you you want to switch live on air? Yeah, I do. Okay, all right. Make as much shuffling noise as possible to make sure that it's... okay. You actually just tapping the laptop. To... Okay, hang on. Um, I'm Oscar, quick Tom, get in there. I'm Tom! Ah, oh, that's much better. It feels better. Feels like yeah, a, Oh yeah, no, that's home. You're right. Feels like an old parachute. We tried doing something new. It didn't it didn't land. Tom's got this weird thing on the right side of his face that I really get drawn to, but the left side of his face <laughs> is cold and unnatural. Unfeeling. Too pretty. Yeah. He wants this bulbous growth yeah, to I sit do. next to you. Yeah, I don't like looking at your Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> no. no one does. That's why that show doesn't sell. Does it? Who knows? Who kn- I haven't. Opera been. buffs, hit me up. Um, <laughs> but only ones interested in the Phantom. No, none of your. I'm, as a, I, I think as a Venn diagram, opera buffs and fans of *Of the Opera* they don't mix. There's no crossover there. I what? think opera buffs are very much into their operas, not what? Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. What now, make the- no mistake, when I say opera buffs, I don't mean fans of the opera. I mean fans of the machinations behind the opera. <laughs> no, pe- pe- people whose job it is to go in and highly polish all elements of the opera house. Yeah, people who are into the footfall for the opera shows. Not the opera shows themselves, but like statistics. You're looking at people who are into the business of operas. Yeah, that's how I'll find out if Phantom <laughs> Opera, P-O-T-O, POTO, as they call it in the biz, <laughs> is uh, popular or not. And I'm excited. But for now, we're going to solve up some... <laughs> <laughs> what a we're, dumb intro! We're going to solve up some little gripes from the first world, from you kids out there on the internet. You're having a good life out there. you got data, you got the games, you got all the things you might need, apart from some little gripes such as these, vis-a-vis the following. This one comes from user Shamels on Reddit, who says... Whenever I look up an online recipe, I have to scroll through several paragraphs of background information before I can actually read the recipe. When I first came across this dish, I was boating along the Thames I with my care. late husband and we <laughs> talked at length about the interesting types of shut up. I don't care about the different ways you tried it. I, the worst one for this is vegan recipes because they feel the need to justify, when I wasn't vegan, I used to really like eating this thing, but now I can't have it anymore. And I was so upset. I tried everything. And I will tell you all the different ways I tried it. And then I will tell you the magical thing I came across, which, you know, because it's in the title of the thing in the first place. But I don't know anyone that would actually read through like, yes, Sandra, please tell me more about exactly how you came to this magical egg mess. Don't get us wrong, Sandra. Your recipe is killer. Great. Come back to it. Come back to it all the time. Your pros, not so much. Mm. Lead with the recipe. (laughs) If we want to know more, we'll look for it. Yeah, behind the recipe. Do they have these kind of sections in celebrity cookbooks? Yes, but more so than usual. I, I don't think I've read one. I think I read a bit of Mary Berry's one a couple of years ago. The beauty of a cookbook is that they're all condensed usually to the first five or ten pages. Yeah. And you can quick, quickly, easily flick through. You have the contents first, so you know where the recipes start and the waffle stops or, or continues. Or where the waffle begins. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a food-based joke. Keep up. We're on that, we're on that <laughs> we're on hot that, We're pun on a different tip. level. Oh, well, Come oh, on. Oh, well, well, stop, stop just in case waffle is a type of food it's a type of breakfasty type food but wow. also also this can, is where it gets interesting <laughs> also it can refer to if you're going on at length about something that's something quite waffle, which is something I'm that's sorry I can't <laughs> ah, okay. almost held it together Anyway, you can see where it ends and you turn to it once and then all the recipes, henceforth, waffle-based or not, are just recipes. Yeah. Problem with blogs is that every recipe blogger has a different flair, a different kind of virtuosity with their words. Some of them will give you a paragraph, some will give you six. The thing is, it's growing in number, the people Mm. who will give you six plus. Mainly because they just want to keep people on their website for longer. Yeah. They get that sweet, sweet money keeping you there. Those sweet clicks. Yeah, clicks and scroll energy, which directly translates to money energy. Yeah, mm. I think the worst offender for this is when you're trying to do, like, a BuzzFeed recipe, for example, and each step of the recipe is on a different page. That's why you don't use those websites. Aha, uh-huh. If they it's a website that makes you move from step to step, page to page, they're trying to tickle your balls, they're trying to squeeze you out. Trying don't let them do to it. Trying bring you out to dry. They're trying to squeeze mm. every last drip of lemon-based liquid from you. It's the lemon. If you, cut, if you cut us open, we are all lemons. We are all God's lemons. Slice <laughs> okay. us up. Put us in your daiquiri. Um, <laughs> My daiquiri, please. My mm, nice daquiri. lemon daiquiri. I am the answer. Give me daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> the um, do we fix blogs or do we find a foolproof way of immediately skipping to your recipe I mean if they're looking for clicks maybe you could have a click link that reloads the page and skips you to the next paragraph I think like a choose your own adventure I'll choose your own adventure is one angle I was going with the word search angle because I reckon if you're talking about these people that are using six plus kind of paragraphs just to go on at length about their feelings about this thing yeah I reckon there's an algorithm you could use to locate word within that block of text before the recipe starts that you could actually put together to form an additional part of the recipe. So actually, you know, in like uh, old letters that people got sent home from the war or anything mm. else like that, certain parts would get redacted and then certain words that they feel were okay to be used yeah. would not be, you know, crossed out or blacked out or whatever. If you kind of applied a filter that went over all the extraneous words and sentences and just gave you like the important one. Mm. So... That person can still write it out. That's what they want to do. They want to share this thing with you or they feel compelled to. But then you can slap this filter thing onto it. So as you're scrolling down, the only words that come out are carrot's good. Next paragraph, lemon's bad. Next paragraph, egg doesn't work. Next paragraph, (laughs) low heat and then it gets to the recipe so you're actually kind of it gives you a bit of a soft entry into how to do it so you bringing that up I thought you were going for more of like a pub quiz final round yeah me too changed my mind halfway through yep you just decided to go with the black ops tactics instead so the redaction is cool but if you had a secret 10th step hidden in this 9 step recipe prefaced by this blog it would be the final step I think so you're reading this and you're trying to suss out what that final step would be yeah and then when you get to the recipe you get more information and you're like oh that's what they were trying to refer to see that's why I loved the the concept of the choose your own adventure Mm. because i really like the idea that you can fail at these recipes so they can give you like stories they can give you the story of their recipe Mm. but told as if you're the one doing it so instead of i first discovered this recipe when i was trekking in bolivia it's instead you are trekking in bolivia you come across three ripe tomatoes do you a pluck them b leave them and you are like, yeah okay well i I I leave them then. Well, you never invented tomato pomodoro. Go home. You have recipes like um, Yorkshire puddings and pancakes, which are very similar for like 90% of the recipe. And then you get to, do you A, bake or B, fry? (laughs) And then you get a completely different dish. True. And then just, do you see toast? And then it just shows a picture of a broken toaster and you fucked it. And Mm. I think, yeah, the only way to get the clues about which is the right path is to use the redacted issue. Yeah. Yeah. Is to look for the clues, Black Ops style, hidden in the text. Get out your big comedy, oversized magnifying glass and your, you know, colorful rulers and protractors and all those other spy tools. (laughs) I know lots about spice that that, and then you can actually make your way through it and traverse the choppy waters of this secret recipe that's is, within a recipe. Is there any way we can take this further, escape room style, and have like symbols and puzzles and stuff where certain keys for this thing can be hidden? Make it like if we're having to be stuck reading the story, let's make it really engaging. Well, this works better for um, physical cookbooks because if you shine a UV light on your phone or screen, nothing will happen. But if you're reading through a long bit in a cookbook or something mm. physical, if you switch out all these recipes to physical recipes, then you can actually integrate some. You know, you hold it under a hold like it over a candle or something, and then like invisible ink comes through, which tells you which way to go. Mm. Or uh, you use a UV pen or a black light, and then it highlights certain words, and you can use those to go through. And obviously, blogs are not going to go back to cookbooks. However, if we modernize it, use your phone, like you say, maybe you fry some halloumi and then you scan it with a QR code. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on how the frying pattern is formed, it gives you a different recipe to use. Or maybe what about Pokemon Go Star AR? I just thought about AR. Yeah, it's yeah. right. It's right there for the taking, and yeah. it's so funny because it's still so shit. It's still so shit. And no one really knows how to do it right yet. No. So you hold out your phone, you point it at your herb counter, and this little dude, little chef man, comes out and he tries desperately to pick up the spice that he wants you to use. Yeah. And you're like, I think he's, I think he's gesturing at cumin. I can't. It doesn't really go in a soufflé, and then you look at the recipe and is do you trust the man? And so without the app, you have no idea what the fuck it means. Yeah, yeah. that he's wearing a chef coat, but they've never said he's the chef. Yeah, maybe he's on a secret tip, or maybe he's trying to fuck you, and you don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe there's a section later on where the real chef in parentheses comes in yeah. and uh, tries to uh, kind of like no no kill me I'm the real chef and then you look closely and the the word chef that's written on the left guy's hat a little bit of masking tape peels down he was chief all along <laughs> he wasn't the chef he was the chief of Police. See that's the thing, if you don't have the app and you're just reading the recipe online, you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on yeah. when it says uh, add the butter to the pan now. Do you kill Chief or rescue Chief? Like do not trust Chief's lies. <laughs> Turn up the thermostat, it'll have to take off his jacket. Like, add the a- same spice that Chief held in step four. <laughs> Remember that story that that the chef was telling you earlier? Apply Spice 3. Yeah. So once again, we found a thing that it's annoying to read all this unless you're using it in a... It, it, it's Unless it's holding the person hostage. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's the fact that it's already holding you hostage. It's keeping you outside of the information that you want. Whereas if we embed that information within the paragraph... Yeah. Within a fun game. Within as a as well. fun game. Then people won't realise they're being taken for a ride. Yeah. And the ad revenue will come pouring in. So what I mean we've got chef and chief as mascots, obviously. Yeah, yeah. What's our what's our brand name for this rollout? Um choose your own ad recipe Choose your own adventure. I do like that. Um choose your own Pavlova. <laughs> Wait, chef and chief present. She- chef slash chief present the cook crook the crook book. The crook book The crook book what, what Why don't Why is? If this is like Choose your adventure Why don't we title it Like D&D campaigns mm. uh, So instead of Dungeons and Dragons It's Chef and Chief Chef and Chief uh, And then colon And then like The Pavlova mystery Yeah well, And it's just a different One for each recipe See you said Dungeons and Dragons The Pavlova mystery Sounds like an Agatha Christie novel And yeah. I love it <laughs> That's true Okay maybe it is more A bit more Kind of murder mystery Which is fine I. Th- it would need to be More like Zest of the forbidden lemon Yeah Yes That's pretty That's pretty Pretty that's, pretty G&G. Wait, that's pretty g and g wait c and c that's pretty c and c that's very c and c i like that yeah. zest of the forbidden lemon is good <laughs> Yeah. okay so that's for your that's like the dessert book yeah moving on then to another suggestion oscar this one comes from finesse kid that's dom the great on twitter who says there needs to be a version of beyond scared straight for spoiled people that think their first world problems are the end of the world bit of a meta one here this is punishment for people who have first world problems of their own which I thought was an interesting tactic because I we talk about first world problems exclusively, mm. but we it's, it's all we do. It's kind of the only thing it's we in do. The name it is it's up there sh- on the sign, right there. Oscar, look to your left. Oh, there he is. Read the sign. Oh, it's blindingly white why did we get it so big this doesn't fit in here but we talk about this at great length but we never actually consider how irritating any of the people making these first world complaints would be mm. and they probably don't even know the extent to which they are making themselves look silly by doing it yeah there's no consequence we offer fixes but i think just for this little slightly more condensed approach to it that we're doing this week i think it'd be interesting to try and work out how to not correct but i guess like like it says, scared straight. Tell tell these people, give them some context as to what is Scared Strait? Is. Is scared Strait's a program in the US where like convicts and like prisoners go into schools and to try and deter kids from doing crimes. Like, oh, I just was trying to make some money and I stole a car and I end up in prison. Prison's terrible. It's a really scary place. You don't want to come here. And the kids go, wow, that was scary. I don't want to do crime. So what you're suggesting is somebody goes into a place full of small people and is going, I was just looking for my next fix of mango sorbet. Yeah. And then... And I did this suggestion that was given to me by popular podcast, First World Solutions. (laughs) They suggested that I get some kind of sentient sorbet hamster and now I'm in prison for animal cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. I realise now this is more of a, maybe this is putting us out of a job. Maybe I've done a bad here. Maybe we can partner with them. Well, maybe. (laughs) What, to try and turn more people onto us. Maybe we can be a for-profit podcast in the same way that you have for-profit prisons. Yeah. The Scared Straight programme if sponsored by the for-profit prisons, wouldn't want to stop people going to prison because then they wouldn't make any profit. That's they're true. for-profit prisons. Well, so, so we don't want to stop people dealing with their first world problems in such a on-brand way for us. So you, you reckon the way that they're doing it is that this Beyond Scared Straight program mm. is them saying, oh man, prison's the worst. You get your meals brought to you at a regular time and you get your own space and uh, it's so you don't you don't get to go outside you yeah. get all muscly, you get all lean you get you read a lot of books, there's lots of classes they put on there um, Yeah, I did, did mention you get really muscly, like that's really yeah. really hard, uh, but like you know you you're a lot of time with your own thoughts, you can get to really know yourself, like they're, they're things that are all theoretically true I don't know prison, but <laughs> I do not know prison, I'm not familiar with this prison you speak of, but it, kids would listen to that. Go, oh, that sounds pretty good. Well, like, sounds a lot like school. I don't know. I know that one already. It can't be that bad. Yeah. So you reckon a similar kind of approach, like a selective monologue about how all these things were so bad for them, even though we've scripted it and it, it's showing <laughs> how great their life is now. Now that they've had our fix. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that a lot. It's like when you had, like, it, it, we had the same thing when like people would come into school and talk about anti drugs. Like, four people were great at making sure you never touched it again. I just distinctly remember one guy coming in and talking about his addiction to weed and his entire thing was just, oh man, it's the best. Oh, God, I miss weed. Don't, entire, don't, don't do, it. do it. Don't do it, guys. You'll miss it like I do because it's the fucking best. Like, the reason you shouldn't do it is because it's so good that it makes everything else seem a bit eh. Yeah. It but li- it's really fucking good. It literally was that We need our own version of that. Okay. I think that works for me. Let's just very quickly workshop the first talk that we're going to ship to spoiled people. Okay, so mm. spoiled people, something like big, like my iPhone charger isn't long enough or something like that. Yeah, what, people, yeah. people complaining about phone related issues. So we send somebody who sent that prompt to us. Yeah. Yeah. And we sent them a phone. We've had this exact prompt. We turned yeah. their bed, bed into an RC bed. Yes. That, that moves closer to the wall. Ah yes, and I so remember they, it well. They're, they're gonna come in and say, Oh, I could have got just got a longer cable off Amazon, but instead I, I have I now have this remote control bed that can do like kick flips and <laughs> and does a loop-de-loop and I had to install like a whole race course in my bedroom and yeah it's really frustrating and just like everyone who comes to see it wants to stay in my room forever and I'm really popular now and it's just it's eating into all my time yeah Uh, yeah it's got vibrating seats and yeah there's a sound system in it and like I said lots of friends lots of cool stuff and I've got some endorsement deals and I make money from people coming to see it but like I kind of miss my old life you know back when I had no friends and like I couldn't charge my phone I mean yeah my phone's on charge all the time sure but At what cost? And then everyone's there going, oh man, man, I want that. Can I I have a volunteer? You there. Do you have an RC bed? Well, no, I've I've never heard of it before. How many friends you got? Well, if if I'm honest, I'm new and I've not not made too many connections. Like, wow, man, I envy you. I wish I could go back to that life. What a life. I tell you what, I've been getting laid like crazy recently. I just wish I could have an evening to myself on a regular bed where I couldn't quite charge my phone. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, what's your battery at now? 45%? 45%? Ah, oh, don't even say that oh, to me. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that oh. so young, that Ooh. number. Oh, so little. If only I could change places. <laughs> oh, damn this life of mine. Well, stay safe, kids. See you later. Stay safe, <laughs> kids. And then our representative, who's just standing by the door in like a green and blue suit, is just like... Yeah, just kind of ushers him out. Hustles <laughs> him out. Yeah, with a bag over his head. Come on, back in the van. Next episode, we get 40 prompts come in just from all these kids. Yeah. Oh, it's genius. It's genius. Ah, uh, so what I've accidentally done here is a conversion camp for first world problems. Yeah. Near enough, yeah. I love it. I didn't mean to, but we did it. But it's we there. It. We got there. Nice we can get job, some guys. New recruits for for the mill. For the mill. The toots, as we call it. We don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and long may that continue. We're going to move on now to but better the section of the show where we take our own ideas. Uh, for things that don't yet exist but might well do soon. However. Wait, I haven't done my prompt, have I? Tom well, hasn't done his prompt. I've been left out. Well, if Tom's been left out, he hasn't done a prompt yet. So I'm going to need you to come up with a phrase off the top of your head. Oh, fuck off. And me and Oscar <laughs> are going to have to decide what the fuck Fuck that off, yes. Yeah. You don't get to do the fun thing, so I'll do the impossibly hard thing. Yes. Okay, I'm just, all right. No, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna share the load on this. We're gonna come up with a word each, yep. say it all at once, and we're gonna have to try and work out what that is. What I love about this is you've said, right, we're gonna do improv. No, we're gonna do yep. improv. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> no, well, this is the thing. You're suggesting with Tom, you're doing improv, and my response was, no, we're doing improv. Mm. That's not yes-ending, that's no-wearing. Yes. <laughs> no-wearing. You need to come to my school. Have a think, then on the count of three, Come up with one word, be it object, animal, article, doesn't matter what. And we're just going to have to string them into a sentence that work. If it doesn't okay. work on the first roll, we're just going to keep rolling till cool. we get something. So one word each, all at the same time. Yep. We'll mangle it out later. Okay. Lovely. Three, two, one. House bowl. jetpack. Okay. I said jetpack. I had bowl. I said houseboat. Houseboat, now- <laughs> bowl, jetpack. Okay. Now imagine you're on your houseboat. <laughs> it's quite big. It's not called a flatboat. Um or a one up one down It's not boat. a room boat. It's not a room boat. <laughs> How would it clean itself? You need a houseboat that's big. There's a lot of floors. How are you going to get about? Hang not on. A conventional hang, hang, hang on. You said there's a lot of floors. Are you literally imagining a floating house? Is that not what a houseboat is? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, yes, for the purpose of this, a houseboat is yeah, because just, you have to say yes and that is what yes. a houseboat is. Yes. <laughs> yes, a houseboat of course. As as we do in improvisation. Yes, it is a it's a it's a regular house, two up, two down with a boat bottom. Yes. Floaty boat bottom, and you need to get to the top of your boat bottom house. You can't use a conventional jetpack because that'll set the boat on fire. Yeah, not good, not good. However, a bowl jetpack—what is this? Okay, a bowl (laughs) jetpack. I'll take the reins here, Uh, (laughs) John. So, regular jetpack, as we all know, is a kind of like silvery backpack thing that shoots fire out of two little tubes, and then you go up. Yeah, a bowl jetpack. Harnesses the untapped kinetic power of lots of bowls falling out of a cupboard. (laughs) So it's an overstacked cupboard that you've strapped on your back. back. Over, yeah, you have to lie on your back, and there's a kind of cord that goes around from the door to the front. Yeah, and you pull it, and then all this overstacked bowl energy propels you up (laughs) from the floor. It's less of a jetpack and more of just a box spring. It's a box full of bowls. Yeah. Yeah. It's a box full of bowls packed so tightly that it blasts you upwards with such kinetic force, but it's not a jet because no. you have no way of bringing yourself back down to Earth safely. You've got sails. You, so, oh, oh god, okay mm. This is like a Fortnite-style yeah, jump pad and parachute set We're putting boat bits on everything now So you yourself have sails on yes. this Or okay. a parachute A parachute help. that comes out the top of the cabinet mm. Yeah What purpose is this for? Is it for boarding other houseboats? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Pirate, it's a pirate accessory <laughs> It's how you leap from houseboat to houseboat To pillage and sink their homes Yeah mm. And that is what the bowl jetpack on the houseboat is Yeah, that's what the houseboat bowl jetpack does for you The cool. listener at home Another one. Okay. Okay. Um, Three. Are we ready? Yeah, right. No, ready. doesn't matter. Just go. Three, two, one, wrench. scale. I said wrench. I said scale. So a wrench scale switch. The switch, re- switch wrench scale? The switch wrench scale. Okay. 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 Now, as we all know, I'm a bit of a gearhead. I love cars and all the parts that make up the insides You're just such a motor man. I'm a motor man. I go around inspecting motors and going, that's a good or that's a bad. Yeah. And as part of my work as a motor man, I use a wrench many times to fix the insides, tighten the nuts, loosen the gaskets. Spark plugs are a part of it. And but your wrench is only to one scale. It's right? It's only to and you one. Have to carry quite a few. Yeah, it's only to one nut size, and sometimes the nut size doesn't doesn't transfer across. So I am looking for a spectrum on which I can place all these scales mm. and nuts to make sure they line up properly. But alas, no such thing exists. So you're saying it's a switch scale wrench? It's a wrench that can switch between scales on the fly. Yeah. So you have to tighten one thing, and then you, there's a tiny thing over there. Shall I get my other wrench? No, I will simply minimise this one. If only there was a way. Mm. alas now there is Ant-Man technology yeah Ant-Man technology because the, the thing I don't like about the ones with the little twisty bit where it goes out and in like I don't ever trust myself to get that to the right that changes size. the size of the wrench. It doesn't change the scale. That's yeah. what the I mean. Scale encompasses the Th- handle. That's what I mean. So, therefore, I mean that's the thing. You've, if you've seen any guys working on big, like 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 Formula One cars, they got mm. real big wrenches for those things. That's a long wrench for a short boy. Whereas, like IKEA, they give you real small ones. I think it's all just the same model. That has been manually scaled up and down. So Mm. if we use this Ant-Man technology... Yeah, so it's a switch on the side. There's basically just like a kind of dial that Mm. you can turn up or down and it will grow and shrink in real time in your hand as you do it. Sorry, Joel. How uncomfortable is this making you? (laughs) Uh, How many perspective jokes have you let (laughs) fly? Well, it's more just the thought of things that are big that are not meant to be big. big. I don't like things that are too big and shouldn't be too big. So as long as we can put a cap on the scale... What's the cap? Man-sized. Man-sized wrench. Oh, but that's still too big. Already that's pushing up against being way too big of a wrench. For me. Um, Okay, where's your cap, you coward? Half man. Half, so boy. Leg. (laughs) Leg wrench. Leg wrench. Leg-sized wrench is the cap, I think. Leg wrench le (laughs) Here Here, fix your car, sir. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we can cap out at leg wrench. Okay, leg wrench. I'm happy. Does it have a knee, not a joint? Yeah, does have a joint for like two wrenches, like nunchucks? Yeah, nunchuck wrenches. You can you can wrench No, it's not the right term. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can you can't you can't just put like prefixes and suffixes on the word wrench and expect it to be a thing. Just so I'm going to unwrench my wrench right. and then pre-wrench this nut. The yeah. secondary wrench receptacle. This nut is currently in a pre-wrench state because <laughs> I ain't got to it yet. But while, it um, is unwrenched. Once I have been mid-wrench with it for a while, it will be post-wrench, <laughs> and then we can. Uh, so the word has lost all meaning and it now. Has it has been yeah. rentrified. It has been rentrified. The situation has been rentrified. <laughs> Rentrification all around. <laughs> okay, fine. We can cap it out at leg wrench um, as long as there's kind of a black market for people to remove said limiter. Yeah, yeah. And you can get house-sized wrenches. Yeah, but do that on your own time. Don't show Joel Don't show me Don't, don't show me your wrench man <laughs> fan art I don't want to see it <laughs> Just, Oh, wrench man, You're so big No I didn't create this fiction For <laughs> it to be ruined By the likes of you You know who you are I see you drawing do Put that do, pencil down Do we want to do one more Or do you, are, are we tapped? Uh, we can do one more We can do this We can fit in one more Okay, I'm ready Yeah, there's okay. Three, two, two one Mellor's Symposium <laughs> Melon horse symposium Welcome to my TED talk (laughs) For too long, horses have relied on the pushing power of their legs to get about What if we look to the beauty and simplicity of God's favourite fruit, the melon See how it rolls? Your horse could do the same thing What are you proposing? Melon horses (laughs) Welcome to my symposium Remove the legs, add melons Done. Me- done. Well, no, hang add on. melons. Add weight <laughs> and <laughs> curvature. Horse Such of a melon. So akin to a melon. Akin minus weight, <laughs> plus melon <laughs> equals success. Melon like horse skin. What? No. No. What? Improv is about saying yes, but I am saying a firm no to melon-like horse skin. What is that? Okay, horse-like melon skin. <laughs> That's better. Now you're talking about a nice furry little melon and now we're on now That's we're on coconut. the right track. A coconut is a horse melon, change my mind. So is this the symposium? Is this what's being watched broadcast live? Slam yeah. poetry about horses and melons, basically. <laughs> furry little round, guys. Coconuts of the land. <laughs> Ride it? dare you eat it beware you <laughs> horses scare you that's why melons care for you stay true buy my book <laughs> it's called horse melon. Melon. <laughs> horse melon and there's a really small question mark so whenever it turns up in amazon searches the question mark will be there and it's like horse melon okay real talk what is disappointing about melons not horsey enough most of them Bad at jumps <laughs> bad, bad at jumps Guess what you want Your melon to do Vault yeah. That's what you really Really want All yeah. this time oh, Yeah, me a pole vault And honeydew So that's exactly What we get We get ho- patented Horse technology And we get these melons Able to at, the, at at their whim Jump on. Yeah Sentient horse Jumping melons Sentient horse Jumping melons And that is what We're presenting to you Today In our symposium Call now oh. 0800 Buy some melons do does do any of us know what a symposium is? Because what we've just done is just telemarketing. Yeah, is that not just a very is symposium? Is is a symposium not just a fancy telemarketing pitch? Is I it, just thought it was a fancy TED talk. I thought it was a guy chatting to you about some stuff about horses, melons, anything in between, whatever he feels like. Yeah. You you go. It's like an improv comedy night. You know you go up and you say there's going to be a talk. It's going to be about whatever I want it to be, but you call it a symposium and suddenly people go, ooh. Better put on a tie for this one. Better wear my best for this guy. Mm. Who knows what he could be talking about. And this is what they find. This is it, yeah. You wouldn't be disappointed to find this, I don't think. No. You'd be surprised. You'd definitely be intrigued. Oh, I think you'd stay based on the title alone because you'd come in and it'd be an empty room and then you just see like two, two like big, uh, big words under, under covers and you can kind of mark out what they say. Like there's a third one that's like question marks. There's an H there, there's an M there. What could it be? Don't know what it's going to be. And the guy walks on, just rips these two covers off these words and stands in silence for five minutes, just letting you process what you've seen. And Wait then it the begins. to die down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course. What It's like when Tim Cook comes out on stage holding the new Apple play thing. Yeah. It, you come on stage, you rip off the covers to the words horse and melon, and then suddenly everyone is just in rapturous applause. There's, there's like 40% of the audience that it was just too much for. They kind of just throw their hat down, storm out. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the audience just, just. Going fucking crazy. Very like, divisive issue. It's a mm. massively divisive issue. It's like the first time cinemas are ever, like, brought to the masses. Devil screens! Yeah, half the people kind of ducked because they thought the train was going to hit them. The others stood up and applauded every single frame because it was mm. incredible. That's the power of horse horsemelons. Yeah. And that is the kind of reaction we want when we take this symposium on tour. The symposiums tour? This one does. This one fucking does. <laughs> when people hear about what happened at the horse melon symposium, they want it coming to their town. The... <laughs> We can take this all over as well, because it's the HMS tour. (laughs) And that fucker floats. (laughs) The worst part, that whole thing. Dear listener, if you listen back about 20 seconds, you'll be able to hear mid-sentence Joel pause, laugh to himself, (laughs) understand what he was about to do, and then deliver that as the punchline. I mean, I've been trying to work in this idea's got legs for a while, but nothing quite as good we, as that. we've taken it to the water now we don't need legs yeah oh, <laughs> we're going we don't need legs god damn it uh, No, it's right there yeah me too <laughs> it's a joke. we may we may have gone a little bit absurdist in that last but better segment but that's what happens when you when the ramekin is empty when the ramekin is empty and the ideas are decaged um you don't decage something you set something free <laughs> no you decage it you decage it i'm just gonna decage my bird what Debird my cage, maybe. <laughs> the act is the same. <laughs> you let the bird out of the cage, it depends on your perspective. Yeah. He's like, oh, his cell's getting demanded tomorrow. Just, yeah. What? So he's getting out of prison? Just, no, no. The we're cell just, is getting free. We're demanding the cell. <laughs> the cell is the Subject, free man. object. It's all just literature. Thank you so much for listening. We have been First World Solutions. And I think we're going to close out the show for today. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, again, it's been a bit more of a compact episode. Um, but we hope you did still get some giggles out of it. Uh, we've got iTunes links. We've got SoundCloud links. And we'd really appreciate if you shared those about with your friends. So copy, paste, slam it into a chat. Get to it. Let them know what we're about. If you have any of your own problems, gripes or grumbles that you wish to convey to us and hope that we can help you out, if you want to get something in there that you one day could be part of the uh, First World Solutions Scared Straight program, then you can get in touch with us directly at FWScast on Twitter, First World Solutions on Facebook, or you can email us your problems at fwscast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you because it is a much more personal touch and we can mess up someone's life that we've at least communicated with in some way before. If you have enjoyed our patented horse melon symposium and you want to let us know about it, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. Uh, a little rating or review would really help us out. What I really want to see is once this episode goes live, just a lot of people talking about horse melons on iTunes, com- completely contextless. Load it up. Yeah. Just, just write the words horse melon and then leave a rating about how good you thought that was. Mm. Let's get that. Let's get that guy hashtagging. Yeah. Hashtag horse melon. Hashtag this HMS is, This tour. is a call to action Hashtag HMS Wait what, Are we going Horsemelon? Horse melon Symposium? Or HMS Tour? All of them because, get all of them trending Okay I really really want there to be a, a Her Majesty's boat touring at the same time mm. And we piggyback off that yeah. What does the S stand for in HMS? Her Majesty's Is it ship? Her it Majesty's service? Super Her Majesty's Super We build a boat In her honour <laughs> Well, no, because then in that case, it would be like, if it's the HMS victory, it's Her Majesty's super victory. Yeah, yeah. Just won she em- didn't just win. She super <laughs> it, won. It was fucking emphatic. You've, you've ever heard of a pirate victory? The opposite of that. <laughs> but in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems. No, problems. no problem.